X-Files music. Do, 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 do. I don't, I don't fucking know how it goes. I rarely watch the show. And even if I got it right, I'd probably be infringing upon trademark and copyright things of that nature. And they would probably take this episode down. So just imagine the X-Files theme music is playing. Why would you want to imagine that when you listen to the damaged goods and Jake the Snake? Because this episode and the one to follow was all about uh, conspiracy theories within music and why did I have to whisper say it I don't know it sounds more eerie when you do it that way uh, conspiracy theories within music conspiracy theories have in uh, recent years I feel like in just like the last like five years become more part of pop culture part of the the, the common lexicon if you will Perhaps that's, you know, related to theories of revolving around COVID or uh, fucking environmental shit or what have you. It used to be a lot different 20 years ago. Shit, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Um, I think that the, the, the notion of a conspiracy theory probably emerged after the JFK assassination. And there's good information that leads one to see that the CIA developed the term conspiracy theorist as a label to put on anybody who might question the narrative that was given to them through the press, from the government, from whatever. This label then would take on a, almost a derogatory tone, a disparaging kind of quality to it, to downplay whoever these people were asking questions, questioning the answers, bringing forth these theories, bringing forth evidence to support these theories, even people that wanted to testify as witnesses or who, you know, whistleblowers, people with inside knowledge, conspiracy theorists took on a pretty negative tone. Um, and then in the recent years, it's kind of, it's almost kind of comical the way it's been integrated into common, common lingo, pop culture, things we like. And, uh, you know, this podcast is about the arts, various things about the arts, but within music, there's a lot of interesting uh, conspiracies, conspiracy theories. Some of the ones that you hear about really aren't conspiracies. They're more of music folklore, urban legend, if you will. But uh, as a man who, at a wee lad age, you know, the Snake Man was into conspiracy theories a bit. I used to, in Boston, there was a bookstore, the Lucy Parsons Book Center in the South End. And there was one in Cambridge across the bridge, Seven Stars. I would go there in person, mind you, this is like 2000, 2001, too, and buy these books in person uh, out of fear of, you know, them tracking who purchased the books. And, you know, you're listening to fucking Tragedy Gaddafi and Razkaz and nonfiction and, and even like Wu-Tang and Nas and bigger artists would, you know, drop jewels on some of the shit. So you hear it in a song. You hear the older heads talk about it. You want to learn about it. And, you know, I had a phase where I probably read every fucking conspiracy theory book available. Didn't necessarily believe all of them, didn't adhere to all of them, but I found them interesting. And time goes on, you get older, you get a little wisdom to accompany the knowledge, because knowledge without wisdom is just kind of useful or useless spouting of facts or things that you think are facts. And so, you know, I, I toned down my uh, interest in it a little bit. Some I still believe to be true, some I didn't even give the time of day, but within music, I was always interested in some of these, 
even if it was artists that I don't care about, because I'll talk about some of these artists that I never really were on my radar musically, nobody I really liked, but I found myself fascinated by these conspiracy theories around some of these artists or some of these storylines within the music realm. You know, I, I, there's sports I don't watch or never cared for. I could find myself watching a documentary or a 30 for 30 or something on certain sporting events that I don't really care about, but the story is presented in such a way that it's captivating. And now I'm interested in it. And a little Snake Man disclaimer here on Damaged Goods. I'm not saying anything that I'm discussing here is true. I'm not saying it's not. I just find it to be interesting. So I've, you know, compiled some of these. Um, and I'm breaking this into a two-part episode because some of these conspiracies range from the more playful, let's say, fun, if that's such a thing, fun conspiracy theories, fun, silly ones, to some of them uh, more serious, more intense, heavy, evening frightening ones, you could say, that revolve around, you know, murders and, and, and real heavy, meaty stuff, not just these fun little ones. So we're going to discuss both of these. I'm going to talk about the fun ones it's kind of hilarious that i keep saying fun before pre you know before conspiracy theory some of these more lighter ones and the, the second episode will delve into the the heavier stuff the the meat and potatoes if you will of the conspiracy theories do 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 that's my sad attempt at that x-files music i didn't watch the fucking show man cut me some slack now some of these fun ones um I don't mean to to uh, disparage or, or throw any slander on any of the artists I talk about. This is not my shit coming out of my you know, brain. This is shit that most people know. This is common knowledge for people that are aware of conspiracy theories in music. Maybe not common knowledge to the average music fan. Uh, and if any of these artists are your favorite fucking artists, man, that you love and you'd probably trample someone in line for to get tickets for, don't hate me. Don't come at me. Don't send me fucking evil letters filled with anthrax. I'm not trying to say anything bad. This is just stuff that floats around. All right? Perfect case in point. The first one. Stevie Wonder is not blind. That's a conspiracy theory that floats around. I say it's on the quote-unquote fun, lighter side because whether it's true or not, there's not a heavy magnitude of repercussions that follow it. And just saying the word Stevie Wonder before you follow it with any other words, people can get pretty sensitive. Stevie's a very loved artist, very coveted, very well-respected, you know? Nothing really bad said about Stevie. Nothing's popped up, none of that historic dirt that seems to pop up on every artist. People love Stevie. Listen, fucking, I love Stevie, all right? I got pictures of him in my parents and I's house back in Montserrat. You know, he performed live at my father's club, the Agouti. I have the CDs of it. I fucking love Stevie. So ease up. Stevie Wonder is not blind. I don't know where this one came about. There's not a lot of factual info. And also when I say kind of fun or light, I also mean that it's not, there's nothing really to document the conspiracy theory. There's not much evidence in the way of that. It's more of conjecture of things people say or, well, look at this and that. Some of the heavier ones I'll get into in the second part there's a lot of, what do you, what do you want to call it, eyewitness testimony or, or regular testimony 
people who are close to these artists, factual information, scientific information, doctor stuff, that can kind of amount to a serious argument for it. These ones, not so much. So where does it come about that Stevie Wonder is blind? I mean, I'm not sure where anybody got this. Is it just fun to poke at him because he's blind and he's been so successful for so long? Uh, is Stevie Wonder blind? I mean, have you seen his hairline recently? Because I don't think he has seen it, keeping what he's got the way he's got it. You know, dreads pull back, long hair, but the hairline starts in the middle of his dome. And again, sorry if that's hurting anybody's feelings, but that alone makes me think this conspiracy theory lands on the lighter side, the fun side. Okay? Elvis. Elvis Presley. Elvis ain't dead. That's a conspiracy theory. Well... Whether he is or he isn't, uh, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Not an Elvis fan, never have been. I did not grow up listening to it. My folks, none of my aunts and uncles, none of my friends' parents and aunts and uncles, to my knowledge, ever played uh, Elvis. Maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. But I know they made that shitty biopic. And I'm very, very critical of, of biopics. I find it very hard to stick somebody's life into two and a half to two hours. And... A lot of the music ones in the last few years are real just popcorn, bubblegum bullshit. The fucking Queen one, the, the Elton John one. And honestly, Elton John's still alive, and I love Elton. Maybe wait till these cats are dead before you do them. Um, But yeah, Elvis ain't dead. Where is he, dude? Because like, it's not like he escaped to hide political persecution or whatever. Oh, maybe he was hiding because of all the underage girls he was fornicating with. That's a fucking piece of dirt comes up on the dude. Or all the, you know, the pills he was popping. Ain't that how he died on the toilet? So, sorry if I actually sound a little disparaging toward Elvis. Not a fan. Word to Chuck D. Next one. Paul McCartney is dead. A little flipsy on the Elvis ain't dead. Paul McCartney is dead. Paul McCartney, the Beatles fame, is dead. Um, the, the theory is that he died in a plane crash and that you know, some of the Beatles' albums and songs were homages if you will, to his death or, or, you know, hidden clues. In music, there's a lot of hidden clues if you, if you dissect the lyrics or if you play them backwards or if you sync it with this and that. That Paul McCartney is dead. I don't buy that one. I'll tell you why I don't buy that one. Was it his body double that was staying at our house in Montserrat while he was recording at George Martin's Air Studios? Uh, yeah, another fucking cool name drop, Snake Man. I mean, my father ran a nightclub bar in an island where there was a big recording studio. A lot of famous people came down to record. They hung out and partied at the house. And people are doing drugs and partying and doing rock star shit. I mean, was it his body double that wrote those letters to his girlfriend that I still have in possession since my father passed in this like fucking file cabinet around the corner? Did his body double leave his red Swiss army knife at our place that my mother still has? I'm going to go out on a wild limb and say Paul McCartney is alive. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who'd be like, fucking, I wish Lenny was still alive. I wish Paul was the one who got shot. I'm not going to go here nor there on it. And we'll get back into John Lennon later. But yeah, the Paul McCartney is dead one. Again, as morbid as it sounds, it falls on the lighter side of these. The Eagles... And their big hit Hotel California is about Satanism. 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 I've been to the Hotel California in Baja, Mexico. 
They play the fucking song all the time. All the fucking time. I will be extremely well if I never hear that song the rest of my life. It is ranking very low on uh, the songs from the Eagles I even like. I would rather be in hell than to hear that song again. Some say the cover of the, uh, the album, the cover image, uh, it is what looks like a person looking down on others in some kind of ceremonial place. And people say, supposedly, that that person looking down on them is Anton LaVey, who was the head of the Church of Satan. Not much else to substantiate this claim, so it falls uh, in the lighter category. And, I mean, dude, have you heard any of the other Eagles songs? Have you heard some solo Glenn Fry? The heat is on, dude. Don Henley. I mean, these dudes are not making any other songs that seem to reference Satan. The tone doesn't. Their physical appearances, nothing screams Satanism to me. So, this one, meh, meh. Ah, so Mr. John Lennon, bringing back in the Beatles one more time, one more again. This is a wild one that I actually wasn't aware of until recently. A lot of these I've known for years. This one is Stephen King. Yes, the author, the best-selling author, who's had a million books turn into a million movies, who I love as a writer but can't stand on Twitter. Stephen King from Bangor, Maine, killed John Lennon, the Beatles. That's right, they believe that Stephen King assassinated John Lennon. Uh, this one really has nothing to go on. Mark David Chapman, who is the gentleman who is, I don't like to say credited, but charged and convicted of, uh, as the killer of John Lennon, who, who killed Lennon in the Dakota Hotel in New York City. And backstory on the Dakota Hotel is, is rumored to be haunted. Uh, the film, the Roman Polanski film, Rosemary's Baby, which is rather terrifying, was filmed in the, this hotel before Lennon's assassination. And uh, spoiler alert, sorry, it's from the late 60s. Rosemary's Baby's about, uh, a little bit about devil worshiping and Satanism. And uh, then Lennon being killed there kind of gave it even more of an ominous feel. It is said by these that claim this one to be true that Mark David Chapman and Stephen King at the time looked alike in the photos and stuff. And so it was Stephen King that did it. How then did Stephen King go on? And mind you, his career comes after this, his career as an author. He goes on to have one of the most illustrious writing careers in the history of fucking writing. After this, he's not charged with nothing. And then this other guy, this patsy, Mark David Chapman, gets knocked and convicted of a murder. I don't know. Doesn't seem to, doesn't add up if I was to do the snake man mathematics on it. Now this one, this next one is, it's, maybe it's a little more serious in the sense that like, if it were to be true, the magnitude of it would be serious. But I still throw it in the fun category, the light category, because there's not much to go off of other than a little conjecture. And, you know, again, as somebody who used to be delving himself deep into conspiracy theories, if you're around a lot of other people that are still into it, they're trying to connect dots that aren't even there. And if you try hard enough, you can connect a lot of dots. You can make a lot of coincidences seem real. And I always was not into that because I felt like when you do that, you're diluting the truth that exists in somebody's. You're making everything into conspiracy theory so the real ones get, get played out and no one believes them. There's a great, sorry for the tangent, 
damaged goods tangent. There's a great uh, interview with Tupac. You can find it on YouTube. I don't know what it's called. Um, when he, he's talking about the uh, the the Machiavelli album, the Don Cluminati album, and you know he's talking about you know things that affect the the black man and the black people in America and conspiracies and things of that nature. And he's talking about you know people getting so caught up in all these mystic big conspiracy theories that they aren't tangible and he's like yo there's ones right in your face that are real that's why I'm calling the album Illuminati. I'm gonna kill the Illuminati all this stuff you can't reach and touch it's got you running around worried about things that you don't even see there when right in front of your eyes there's real conspiracies taking place not even theories real conspiracies playing out in, in real time really affecting people so anyone anyways this one um, is this sort of fun one Jay-Z and Beyonce Jay and Bay, Jayonce, are in the Illuminati. It's The Rock. Rock, Rockefeller, Jay-Z's label, now it's Rock Nation. If you recall, there was a Rockefeller sign that Jay and a lot of people would throw up. It's a diamond. It looks a lot like if you were a wrestling fan, the wrestler Diamond Dallas Page, his move was the diamond cutter. He threw up the same thing. I believe there was a lawsuit against Jay-Z and Rockefeller, I'm not sure if Jay or Diamond Dallas Page came out on top, but it's a hand signal. You know, the, the Kanye song, Diamonds, you throw your diamonds in the sky, you know, like it's that hand signal. It, it looks like a diamond. People allege that it looks like a triangle or a pyramid. The pyramid um, that you see on the, the U.S. $1 bill. The pyramid with the all-seeing eye above it, which is associated with the Bavarian Illuminati, which is a symbol. You know, the all-seeing eye on top in a pyramid shape. It's very few on top, seeing all of the masses down below. And, you know, as a pyramid gets bigger as it goes to the bottom. Um, and the Bavarian Illuminati made up initially of Freemasons and very strict order to even become one of those 33rd degree Masons at that, not just your average Freemason. Uh, this is now thought to include um, the world's powerful elite, but also Jay-Z and Beyonce, who are powerful and elite. I won't say they're not. Two of the richest entertainers with a lot of influence. Oh yeah, Rihanna, she's in, she's in the Illuminati too. When she's not making a gazillion dollars off Fenty Beauty or having ASAP Rocky's babies, she's in the Illuminati as well. And I understand the theory, the idea that why would highly influential artists of all kinds, music, literary artists, movie directors and actors, why would they not be incorporated into this, whether by their own admission or forced into it or brainwashed into it? Because their cultural influence is very powerful. If you get politicians standing up on podiums and businessmen telling people, this is good, this is bad, do this, don't do that. You might not sway so many souls, but if it's your favorite singer, your favorite rapper, your favorite actor, your favorite writer, you might do it so easily. You might not even know that you're doing it. And there is theories that, you know, artists on high levels have been infiltrated, corrupted, brainwashed, um, you know, taken advantage of to be vessels to spread whatever it is that the Illuminati or the greater powers out there want spread. And I'm not saying that they're not greater powers out there and they're not trying to do this. I'm just not sure if Jay-Z and Beyonce are in the Illuminati uh, or Rihanna is. Who the fuck knows? Now, before we do the second part of the more serious ones, um, there's some great books to read if you're interested in this shit. I own all of these. I've read them many times. I've used some of them as reference for this. 
And there's a lot more in those books I couldn't fit into these podcasts, but great books, and you could probably get them. You could buy them on Amazon now. I don't think they care if they're tracking your shit because they're tracking everything now. So don't worry about buying them in person. But uh, one is called The Covert War Against Rock. It's by Alex Constantine. It discusses in depth um, conspiracies revolving around the deaths of Tupac, Bob Marley, John Lennon, Peter Tosh, Biggie, Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones, Michael Hutchins of NXS, and many more. A very well-detailed, great book. Another one is The FBI War on Tupac Shakur and Black Leaders by John Patash. It definitely deals with a lot of black leaders that are not musicians, so maybe not pertinent to this podcast. Politicians or social um, leaders, people in various realms of the world that were not entertainers. But it does delve deeply into uh, Tupac and Biggie's deaths, Bob Marley and Peter Tosh's, um, and Jimi Hendrix's. And the other book I really enjoyed for this is called Labyrinth by Randall Sullivan. But in Labyrinth, the L and the A are capitalized like L-A-Byrinth because it's about the murders, the unsolved murders of Biggie and Tupac. Uh, and Randall Sullivan wrote a great book uh, Robert Poole, who was a detective, the main detective who really tried to solve those murders and went far deep into it and, you know, got penalized for it, basically pushed out of his job for it. Um, it's very in-depth. Unfortunately, it was made into a horrible movie, a little cinematic snobbery moment, a horrible movie with Johnny Depp and Forrest Whitaker that looked like it received zero budget and terrible performances. It, they butchered it. Don't watch the movie. I don't mean to sound cliche, but the book is far better. Not because it's far better. The movie's fucking garbage. So check those books out. Those are great. Uh, I enjoy them. Whether you believe this shit or not, it's fun. You can take it as strictly entertainment. Oh, this is, these are fun little jokes. This is cool. Or you're really all about it and you think these guys all got killed by whoever. Read it. I'm not shitting on either side. Well, I guess I'm clowning a little bit. But I mean, fuck, dude. I enjoy them. I own the books. And on the second part of conspiracies in music, uh, we'll delve into the, the more serious side about uh, Kurt Cobain's death and Courtney Love's involvement, Jimi Hendrix's death and his manager's involvement, and uh, Bob Marley and the CIA and that whole thing. So we'll get into that on part dose, numero dos of Damaged Goods, Conspiracies in Music. Do, 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 do. Now I'm just making up my own fucking creepy music because I don't know the Mulder and Scully tune like that and Fox will probably take my shit down. All right, number one, number two is coming right now. <laughs> 